Is this on? Check one. Mic, mic check. <clears throat> so before we start our episode, we just want to let you all know, we keep it real on this show. Oh, hello. <laughs> and we want to, you know, be upfront and honest with you at all times. All times. And so on this particular episode of Lovecraft... Um, you will hear the sound of a baby. My baby. And a father. My husband. Trying to get through dinner time. Yes. It's so precious. We're um, not in a studio. We're just, you know. We're camping out. In a special place. Yes, in a special place. <laughs> maybe, you'll, maybe you'll eventually know that special place. But if, um, you, if you stick around. But if you get to that point of the uh, podcast... You win 10,000 points. <laughs> Have fun. It's He's really adorable, my baby. And my husband's very energetic. <laughs> so, so enjoy this episode of Forks and Fangs. Plus baby. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Should we do that over? Ghosts, demons, and races, oh my! We're back with another special edition of Tiny Bites as we review episodes 3 and 4 of Lovecraft Country. Ladiba is a house that is haunted, and Atticus is on the hunt for Titus's missing pages that is said to possess magic beyond his comprehension. The vulgar geniuses are back with another episode of Forks and Fangs as we recap HBO's Lovecraft Country. So don't go away. Welcome to Tiny Bites. Hi. My name is Denny. And I'm Veronica. And we're just doing a sing song for everything right now. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing our Tiny Bites series that's dedicated to Lovecraft Country. FYI, I can't say it. We've been drinking. She's Um, been drinking. Well, I have have my wine in a can from South Carolina. And I had a shot of... Uh, tequila, I can't remember the brand's name. I Agave. Think that's the that's the type of. <laughs> <laughs> that's a type, but the the name of the tequila I think is like Esposa or something. But it has yeah. a, a black label and it's got a skull on it and it's so smooth. I love it. I love yep. it. And in my head, playing as Jason Derulo, Savage Love. It's been like that all day. Yes, just so you guys know. So now it's also stuck in your head. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um tomorrow's my birthday. Yes. So that's happy why birthday I'm doing a little shot. Happy birthday. That's a disservice to Stevie Wonder. <laughs> happy birthday. Hey. So Actually speak. that's not why I'm doing a shot. I'm doing a shot because Because it's we like alcohol. And, <laughs> and this is what we do. This is this like is our alcohol. fourth part of the Little Bites episode. Tiny and bites. We're rambling. <laughs> What did I say? (laughs) So speaking of birthdays, it's Veronica's birthday tomorrow, October 5th. So happy birthday to my partner. Thank you. Speaking of birthdays, I've been giving her little gifts. 
that comes every day, little by little. Yeah, she gave me a gift certificate to a black-owned bookstore here in Winter Garden called Kizzy's. Y'all support your girl. She's online. Um, she She's helped us with our Unleash the Genius, so support her. And um, she gave me a, a vintage book <laughs> by um, a writer whose name I can't think of right now because I'm under the influence. Arundhati Roy. There we go. Um, a first edition. From the UK. Yes, yes. And um, she's going to help me get some glasses <laughs> so I can see. I don't have vision insurance. <laughs> so she's going to hook that up for me so I can be able to see. So we can see the light. And she she bought pizza because tomorrow on my birthday, the theme is all black everything. So we're eating food from a uh, black-owned pizza shop, and I bought a uh, 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 black black um, wine. Yeah, we got the um, McBride Sisters wine. Yes, Black Girl Magic, reds and whites. So Denny hooked me up with that, and um, and also in honor of Leticia. I got you some red lipstick. You hear that? This is an exclusive. (laughs) So she's been wanting Letty's lipstick, but nobody knows who, who made the lipstick. What is the lipstick? If it's a combination of like three lipsticks, we don't know. So I just got two. They might not be the correct one, but this is it. It's for Letty. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh snap! Ooh, she got me Fenty Beauty. I'm gonna be like Rihanna. Yes, you're gonna put it on. You're gonna walk that runway. Wow! Oh my goodness! And then Pat McGrath Labs lipstick. I I'm. This is gonna be on my lips tomorrow. I miss wearing lipstick out in public so much. So I put them on. It's going to be stuck in your mask. If exactly. you wear a mask, and you should wear a mask. I want to... I hope everybody's out there being protected. Um, we found out that our president... Your president. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. That was my other present. <laughs> Happy birthday. But we digress. Because the show ain't about that motherfucker. So... Um, yeah, so let's go and jump on into it. We already covered episode one and two. If you haven't listened to that podcast or watched the show, you need to go do one or the other. Hopefully listen to us first, then go watch the show. So here's the synopsis of um, episode three. So Letty turns a ramshackle Victorian on Chicago's north side into a boarding house, an endeavor that strokes racism and awakens dormant spirits stuck in the house. George's wife, Hippolyta, presses Atticus for the full story of what happened in Ardham. So, so this episode scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> we watched it. We watched it a couple of times. I think I watched it a total of three, and you watched it two. No, three. Cause you we... watched it three too. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. We were in it to win it. We watched it. We watched it three times. Um. I, I'm very proud of you for watching that because that show is it can be a little bit scary. This episode was the scariest episode of all the motherfucking episodes <laughs> in like 
it's been a minute since I've watched horror. Okay? <laughs> I don't do horror. And this is like straight up like horror. Mm. Like spirits from the ground. Like I can do gore. Like and I can do Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But this is like spirits and like, you know, coming to the person's like body, taking over. I, I, I can't do it. <laughs> and like, I'm here for it. I love it. I, I love any kind of scary it's show it's, it's um it's a little bit close to home you know i don't i don't do those kind of stuff because i live in a different and i live in a different world different world yeah yeah i'm all about the all about the the scary and the spirits and so when we when we start this episode this is like right after um, george's death and right after they came back for art from Ardham. Um, so they're having to lie to hippolyta about george's death and they said that, you know, a police officer shot him. Shot him. Um, so that was their excuse. <clears throat> but when we enter the, the show, we see Letty has bought, like, this amazing, beautiful home. But in the white side of town. On the white side of town. Now, the the, the home is, like, run down and she's having to do work. And she convinces- run down is a good word for it. <laughs> like, that's, like, making it, like, an 80 when it's really, like, a 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's toe down. How about that? <laughs> it's toe toe up from the floor up. Yeah. But she convinces her sister to move in and help her kind of like make it into like a boarding home. Yeah. For colored people in yeah. the north side of town. And so, um, yeah, so they turn it into this amazing thing. But as the people are moving in, there are like these white people who are like unhappy yeah, about the, what has happened the and colored folks and have so made their mark they they start to aggravate these people by putting bricks in on their horns mm-hmm. um so Parking they they park front, their cars in, in front, front of, of the house and they put the bricks on the horn and the horns going non-stop and it you know so she's dealing with them but what she doesn't know is she's also dealing with a haunted house yeah it's a haunted house and there's like eight apparently eight bodies were found there and uh, but she doesn't know this until later on um because the people who have left the cars out front have now decided that they're going to put a cross that's burning on her front yard in the middle of her party so obviously this this neighborhood does not want them there nope Uh, straight up Ku Klux Klan is running it running (laughs) it Yeah. And um, they basically were like, you're not welcome here. So Letty discovers, like, you know, while she was in the police car when she got arrested. Because she basically was like, you motherfuckers, stay out of my house. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to break these fucking car windows and get the brakes off of your horns. So Letty was arrested. She went straight up, like, Beyonce lemonade style. <laughs> yes. With, with the, the heels and, and the dress and the mm-hmm. bat. Bing, bang, bang. And then done. Got arrested, and then the police officer was like, "Do you know the history of this house?" You know, he was like, "There were eight black people found on the basement dead." Mm-hmm. Of course, he said it in a more derogatory way, but I ain't about that. Right. So, so as we uh, continue on with the show, we realize, like, you know, within this haunted house, she starts doing all this research, and she gets with Tick. And tells him, like, hey, my house is haunted, and this is what I found. And it ends up being that there was, uh, like, this doctor 
mad scientist almost. Yeah, who was basically taking people's bodies, black bodies, and doing experiments. But I believe that these people were alive. Yes. Um, when he was taking them on to do these experiments, these weren't bodies that he got from the hospital as cadavers. Like nope. he was doing horrible on, things on uh, people that are living. And um, so she's trying to figure out like how can she cleanse the house and so she gets like uh this voodoo voodoo priestess to come in and spirit quester and come and like cleanse the house so she brings this goat and she slits the goat's throat and the blood from the goat is to use to be protection so she puts the mark on the house she puts it on their foreheads Mm -hmm. all three of them have it on their foreheads and they enter into the house and go down to the this basement area this is where you lose me okay (laughs) And she starts doing like, out. <laughs> like a like a like a seance of some sorts of calling out the spirits and whatever is haunting the house. And you start to see people come, but before the people come, she is she becomes possessed. Ugh. And so she's trying to attack Letty, and Tick is trying to help, and then it ends up going on to Tick, and he becomes possessed. And then he starts to attack Letty until she is, like, calling out all of the people who she knows has died in this house, who have gone missing and died in this house. And she's waking up these black people and telling them, hey, you know, you got to fight. You got to fight. You're not dead. You're yet. not dead. And the, the white mad scientist doctor guy, Spirit, is there. And he's trying to get her out of the house. But because she's called upon all of them to help, they all, you know, team up with her and they're all chanting um, the same chant that the voodoo priestess had them to chant. And they were able to, like, get rid of him altogether. Now, meanwhile, while all of this is going on, you have three people who have come into their house in attempts to kill Letty. Yeah, the white white neighbors that were just nosy and parked outside those the cars that you know letty destroyed they come in into inside the house and they kind of like find themselves like locked in a room yep they were called into a room two of them got called into a room another one got his head chopped off by elevator yep all right (laughs) and then the other two white dudes get called into a room and you this is the first time that we see the ghosts Mm -hmm. Well, not the not the ghost, but to see a second ghost that was a part of the experiment. Because the first ghost, we really don't know that they've been experimented on. But this ghost was a like a basketball player with a baby's head. Yeah. So when I first saw it, I like laughed because I'm like, what, I'm the, like, heck what the heck is that? I had to do a double take and then had to close my eyes. That's what really happened. I there. thought that was like the funniest thing <laughs> that I ever saw. If I were to get haunted, I think I want it to come like no, that. No, I don't want to get haunted, period. <laughs> Bye. Then he's not here for the haunting. No. <laughs> so anyway, moving on. My but eyes they, are closed all of this part. They get locked in this room. <laughs> and these two these two, um, these two, two guys get locked into the room. And they're attacked by this, this, this spirit. So all three of the white men who came in to kill Letty are now like dead. Dead. And, um, so we then find that, you know, like Letty and the ghosts 
are able to like break the spell and they yeah. all reset you see their bodies coming back together and they're fine mm-hmm. so what I liked about this episode was that it it dealt with a lot of the things with like what it was to to for black folks to move to the white part of town and get their own houses there right mm-hmm. so so like back in the day and even still present to this to this day it was hard for um african americans to move into a white place um, without someone immediately telling them you are unwelcomed here and doing all different types of ways to get them out from burning crosses um, to doing like scare tactics similar to the bricks being placed on the on the steering wheel mm-hmm. um, to you know like you have houses that were spray painted you know oh, wow. with the n-word or telling them to go home that they weren't welcome here and this was like an ongoing process until these people either moved or you know probably got killed or or whatever mm-hmm. and so within the house with the spirits and being that were people who had been um experimented on it was also a callback to the times where this was a process mm-hmm. um if you uh, think about like the Tuskegee experiment where you had oh, the men yeah. who were given so syphilis just so that they could watch to see what happened um, to their bodies. Mm-hmm. We were straight up guinea pigs for white people. Then. It reminds me of like um, Henrietta Lacks. Yeah. When they used her DNA to, you know, help everybody around the world. Yeah. So. Uh, to Without her knowledge. Exactly. And she ended up dying from the cancer that they were supposed to be curing her of instead of taking taking it and using it for the benefit of science. Yeah. It it was really, like, besides the horror, what was interesting to me is, like, you know, it's kind of like the ghosts were just metaphors mm-hmm. to what, like, black folks had to go through at that point in time and up to now. What they had to endure, what they have to, like, you know just be okay with and swallow their pride almost because they're like oh you're not in basically the world is telling you you're not entitled to have anything because you are nothing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and letty's of like that's why when letty like just basically broke off from her party and like started slamming the the windows and like you know taking off the bricks that is basically what black people are doing right now mm-hmm. like when you see the riots and the burnings it's not because they're violent it's because they've just been through all this shit that they're so done with it yes yeah, like straight up traumatic experiments ex- uh, experience on top of another on top of another it's just it's just PTSD yeah it's and like- the the bursting of that moment of like you just don't want to take it anymore and so that's what Letty had to do in order for them to understand, like, you cannot continue to fuck with me. I am unfuckwithable. <laughs> like, yeah. do not mess with me because I'm coming for you. And even up to now, it's seen as like, oh, you're still doing the bad thing. But people don't realize, you know, what the root of the problem is. They just see whatever we're doing right now is the problem. Mm-hmm. They don't realize that, you know, maybe a lot of them contributed to that problem from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And 
that's why to me that episode even though it was haunting even though it was scary it definitely speaks more to that like the amount of horror that you see is the amount of like horror that black folks go through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's no joke it's life or death mm-hmm. that's what that episode is telling you and to me even though I haven't experienced like you know the death part and like all of that stuff it's very apparent mm-hmm. and it's nothing to joke with it's it's there it's palpable yeah. it's still here it's still here I think what this story or this show continues to do is to highlight the areas in which these are the issues that black folks have to constantly deal with and couple it with like these are just like the issues that you deal with on a regular television show Mm -hmm. right the things that scare us Mm -hmm. and um it just goes to show like there's this constant this constant horror that that we can't shake no matter what because even though that this show was set in the 1950s this is stuff that's still happening to, the, to this day 2020 and um i mean like as we said in the in the first tiny bites on this series like this is a constant fear this is a constant thing that we're having to deal with and you know we we are sick and tired we're sick and tired of it it's exhausting it is so exhausting I, I I don't it is one of the things that you know when you wake up in the morning you're just like alright world like how are you gonna give it to me today yeah it's... and you know for for people of color having to continue to be hopeful in the situation and looking for you know a way out of all of that because the fact that Letty was able to get the house you know first of all when we see her get the house we're kind of like how did she, how did she get that and and in the be and you know in the story it was like oh you know it was from her mama's money and then her sister got offended almost and got mad because like you left you left home didn't come to the funeral and then mama gave you all the money yeah but we came to find out later on that it's not really from it's only not really from Letty's mom but it's from. Da, 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 Christina and yeah. the Artem, Artem people. She so towards the end of the show, we find that um, Tick has figured out where this money has come from and yeah. tracked it down to um, to this like I guess this bank that was supposed to be the place where Letty had gotten this information mm-hmm. from, and um, and she's there, and this is when we find out that there is something that she is in search of she's in search of something extra to be able to finish you know basically complete the project uh the project that her that her dad was working on i'm bringing like um the garden of eden back yep the sons of adam yeah and um i think it's a code for the kkk by the way oh of course i mean they were fucking wizards like (laughs) they were grand wizards the grandest of all like actual wizards yeah so in order for them to be able to bring whatever extra power this is that we don't quite understand as yet you know she needed Letty to buy this house house, which we later on get a little bit more information on in the next episode of episode 4 and what was that one about 
So episode four is after Christina shows up at Letty's doorstep, she confronts Atticus about his plan to return to Florida in search of the missing pages to a crucial text. Letty, Tick, and Montrose head to Boston with Hippolyta and Diana along for the ride. That episode was awesome. Yeah, it's Indiana Jones. That one was, that wasn't, it wasn't scary. No, it It was was fun. It was like a thriller. It was fun for me. Yeah. And I'm sure for you, especially compared to episode three. (laughs) Yes. This is like, you know, episode four is like, you know, piece of cake. Let's go, let's go do it. It it scared Veronica because of some one part of it. Well, it's a height-ish, height thing. I'm like, also afraid of heights, but I was like, yeah, somebody gonna fall. Yeah. And we yeah. watched it. Did we watch this one three times or just twice? Maybe like three times too. But that one, I, even no matter how many times I watched it, I still get nervous. Nah. Um, I get nervous. So they're, they, they figure it out like, okay, we gotta track down all of this. What is it that Christina is talking about? Yeah, so they for some reason... You know, Tick finds himself in the library trying to research all this stuff. And then Letty was like, look, Christina showed up in my house today. What the hell you do do? So Tick was like, well, I kind of put a gun on her head. So so to leave us all alone. And Letty was pissed. And Letty was like, look, we just got to figure this out. We got to ask for your dad's help. And Tick was like, no, not my dad. But later on, he finds out that all the books that he's actually reading about the sons of God, Adam, not mm-hmm. sons of God, <laughs> sons of Adam, his dad actually all read it already. So mm-hmm. his dad might know something, but he's not willing to share that information. So fast forward, his dad like says yes and like, okay, let's, let's go to Boston with Tick and Letty. But the cat, the catches, they, they're borrowing, um... George's um, car. Mm-hmm. So Hippolyta. She and, has to go. And Dee came along. And it was like, oh, to visit this museum in Boston. Hippolyta was already like so, you know, so suspicious about everything. Mm-hmm. As you can see from episode three, she was like trying to fish from Letty when they were doing this, you know, house housewarming party of what really happened. Mm-hmm. She knows something's up. She is not believing this story of this, you know, three people that, oh, my husband was shot by the cops. She's like, nah, there's more to this. Mm-hmm. So she and her daughter comes along in this trip to Boston. And when they, when, when they got there, she was like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll give you three hours to, like, go around and find find whatever you want to do and like we'll meet we'll meeting like in three hours Mm -hmm. and then take montrose and um letty actually went to the braith white's like side of the museum and then there they found like an like an entry to this kind of like portal so we're basically on indiana jones journey to the center of the world kind of deal (laughs) and we're just we're just trying to find these pages. So they're going through all of these like different, um, like they're dealing with booby traps, tunnels, planks, planks they gotta go over. We really don't know what is underneath. If we don't want to know, because it's it's pitch black. They're having to walk this plank that now is being eaten up, and then having they they make it across. Obviously, because if they didn't, the show would be over. But they make it across. <laughs> 
Um, they figure out this combination thing. Yep. And it turns out that Tick has to stick his hand in like this in the door lock, this hand lock with that, his ring on that takes his blood. I guess it tests to see if he is actually a son of Adam. Yeah, or a descendant. Um, and it opens up into, I guess, this this space where we find like this indigenous person mm-hmm. um, is is living, and they basically are able to awake her because she's in skeleton form when you, when we first see her. Mm-hmm. But because yeah, they because they're there, they able they were able somehow to unlock it. Yeah, when they when I guess when when they touch the the pages. Yahima comes to life mm-hmm. and um, she is both like a he and a she so mm-hmm. she's a hermaphrodite and she speaks a different language it's Arawak um, and for some reason Tick understands this mm-hmm. and is able to talk to her so you know Tick was like you know I know Hiram exploited you and then he, he killed your people but I need your help so I can help my people mm-hmm. But she was like, no, I don't want to do this. So she turns back into the skeleton form. And then Montrose is like, you know what? We've we've gone through all this shit. I'm taking the pages. And the moment that he touched it, because for some reason, maybe he's not like of blood descent. It could be like a Holy Grail type situation, like in Indiana Jones. And yeah. He wasn't the one who knew, like, you got to switch this out with this or, or touch it. Yeah, so that... The whole world starts to cave in. Yeah, so, like, wherever they were staying, like, glass breaks, and, like, they they basically had to come out from that, from that like, area. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, they found, like, this elevator that would lead them to, like, I guess, quote-unquote, safety. <laughs> <laughs> and the elevator lets them out at home. Yeah, maybe that's why Christina wanted Letty to buy that house so she can bully... You know, Letty into like, oh, just give me this house too, because mm-hmm. she's not welcome in that area of town. But we don't know why yet. Right. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, like after they've had their Indiana Jones adventure, or while this is going on, we see Letty's sister Ruby, who, you know, is like drunk in the club that she's performing in, upset and, with Letty, and this this guy who we met in the very first episode first episode yeah. yeah first episode um the one that welcomed <laughs> that welcomed that seemed like he was like a, a butler mm-hmm. um buys her a drink and he basically you know he basically hits on her yep. you know it's it's built out of a conversation of how you know she feels like white people just come over to that side of town just because they want to take advantage of black people you know she's saying that you don't understand what it is to be black and 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 feel comfortable in your you you get to feel comfortable in your skin and so they're having this this conversation and he basically is trying to convince her like like i see you mm-hmm. and they go back to his place and they knock the boots <laughs> And um, so, so we see like this this relationship forming. We don't really know exactly like why it is this way. Yep. Um, and we're just like, no, Rui, don't do it, because yeah. you know he's like um, the Braithwaite's like whatever. He's like mm-hmm. the butler, 
the, their most trusted person, Christina's right man or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and um, so that we get a we get a small glimpse of that. Yeah. We did watch the next episode. We know why that is yes. there, but you'll have to tune in for the next tiny bites for that one. But this particular episode, I I you know it was it was great to watch because of like the Indiana Jones type. It's so adventure. exciting. Yeah, like, it's so exciting, and it's I love I love the puzzles. I love the mystery. Not just the not the horror, but mm-hmm. I love the, the thriller part. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely left us with the more... mystery of like the wonder of why, because uh, Tick's dad ends up killing um, the indigenous person. Yeah, Yahima. Uh, ends he up... ends up killing her, slitting her throat. So we don't understand exactly why. Montrose knows a lot of stuff, but we don't know exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. What, what that stuff that he knows means. Yeah, like I was telling you earlier, maybe like I this is me like seriously not knowing. Not because I watched the other episodes, but this is me seriously not knowing like what's gonna happen. Like I think Montrose maybe lost his wife to that, or mm. maybe Montrose have done this journey before and it led to nothing for him because he's really not the blood descendant. Mm-hmm. It's his son. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just trying to save his son from suffering all of this. All of this, like, you know, running around and doing all these things, knowing that maybe Tick would be subjected to the same things that, you know, he had gone through in the past. Do you think that even though he might know and doesn't want him to to do anything with it, that he goes along just so he can be, like, a step ahead of his son? Probably, Mm because he burned the book that George gave him, Mm -hmm. and then now he killed, you know, Yahima, which is, like... The only person that can translate these pages for them. So he has an agenda like everybody else in this <laughs> in in this story. Mm-hmm. So Except I'm, for Letty. I I think Letty does it. Yeah, Letty Letty just She's Letty, like, I just wanna live in this house. Yeah. Why and, is this white lady coming to my house? <laughs> and like Letty experienced like PTSD because, you know, in the second episode she died. She was killed mm-hmm. and brought to life. So she has this, like, thing of, like, what the fuck? Like, mm-hmm. she has to know what what went on and what's going on so she can have peace. Because she, almost, you know, she said to Tick, like, I I feel like I'm still a ghost. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that's a horrible feeling. And, like, just, just like, coming back to, like, what are you, Jesus? <laughs> yeah, that could be something. And also, at the end of this episode, we see um, Hippolyta... And her daughter alone in the car. Yeah, they left them in Chicago. And they're just kind of like, we had to leave them. You know, she had a three-hour rule. They didn't meet it. And she was just trying to figure out, like, what happened to them. And she realizes that there's something on the map that her daughter D shows her. Mm-hmm. And it makes her do a, do a U-turn and go somewhere. And we don't know... She where wants. She, ends up she going. wants to go to Devon County to Ardem to get answers to mm-hmm. her questions, and I don't know. I think I think she's up on her own adventure, like she has her own side story. And that's um, that's scary. Yeah. I think I'm I'm sure if you've been keeping up with this series, you probably know that her maybe her part comes up later. We have mm-hmm. not seen that episode yet. Yeah. But I really I really like her character. You know, I feel like she's the type of person who has, she has questions, but she, I feel like she can answer those with the right 
clues. Yeah. And like she can make a, connections that the others can't. She's a smart lady too, because um, when they were in the museum, like she was telling D that she discovered a comet, mm-hmm. but it can never be made, named after her because she she was black. a black girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they rather have the name Harris Comet come from a little white girl. And, um, so yeah, but she was the one that discovered it. Mm-hmm. I think she she um her previous profession might have something to do with like the stars mm-hmm. and like the cosmos because when she was in Letty's house in the beginning, um during the the third the sec- third episode the third episode for the housewarming party there there's a room, you know, there's a room that gave her like this solar system kind of model that's supposed to move but she couldn't find out why it was not moving Mm -hmm. she couldn't fix it um so there's more to her definitely because you see that there is some sort of there's layers to her um to her character so that will be interesting to see in the next the next episodes that'd be cool if she can bring back her husband george i really wish they did not kill courtney b vance off (laughs) He definitely became one of my favorite characters in that very first that very first episode. But this show has done things that I I've not seen um in a in a while, especially with the use of their music. Like Yeah, the, you really like their music. I really love their music choices. Uh Raphael Sadiq, thank you so much. You, you, he's it's <laughs> so fucking dope. Like the use of, uh, like the the Christian song at the end when she's at the end of episode three when Letty is like trying to get the spirit from out of the house, mm-hmm. and f- for me it was a song that I grew up singing in church, and it's a powerful song and it just meets that moment and how they are taking these these songs and using them in a way or in a scene that you would not necessarily probably think that you would use a song in. Yeah, cuz they would use song from like, you know, from that era to mm-hmm. modern to modern songs. You got Marilyn Manson, Rihanna, it, it's uh Sweetie, you have everybody in there. So, you know, shout out to Raphael Sadiq. <laughs> Y'all need to give him his flowers. He is the un unsung hero of the television world right now when it comes to soundtrack because he's he's doing it up. He's scoring those pieces nicely. Yeah, it's 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 making a great impact on like the episode. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's a good tune when my son pays attention to it. Yes, <laughs> and Bob's his little Bob. So <laughs> that's how we know we have a hit when, <laughs> when the baby starts dancing. Because <laughs> it's the truth. Oh, yeah. So if you are late, you know, to watching this series... It's all right. It's okay. It's not going anywhere. Go ahead and get that that trial subscription <laughs> for HBO Max and watch it. Find somebody who has it on their Hulu. Whatever it takes. It's it, really good. It's a really good series. I think after watching this series I would definitely want to read the book mm-hmm. um, I have like 10 million ones in you know like right there in my room but you know I we could always make space for another one of course. <laughs> of course so on that note for Tiny Bites we want to 
bid you adieu. Yes. We'll see you on episode five and six. Until then, y'all stay safe, wear your mask, wash your hands, and drink a shot of tequila to get you through the day. Sure. We need it. (laughs) Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our show. Follow us on Instagram at Vulgar Geniuses Book Club. Our theme song was produced by Sean Kantrowitz. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Dammit. That's spelled S-E-A-N-D-A-M-M-I-T. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. See you next time. Deuces.